Welcome to the Planet Mikey Podcast. Episode 94. Powered by Resonate, the greatest dispensary in Massachusetts. Located in beautiful Worcester at 1191 Milbury Street. For all your cannabis needs, purest CBD, the finest products from a company that cares about you, go to iResonate.com. Resonate, the official medical and recreational dispensary of the Planet Mikey Podcast. Okay, here we go. The Planet Mikey Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio the dial. Planet Mikey Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. Jesus. Just looking at my notes here, making sure we have a yeah, we have a full broadcast. All the topicals we need to rub on your grundle on this episode 94. I'm thinking it's 94. Is that right, Smitty? Yep. Ben, is it, is it 94? That is correct. Good. See, we're off to a great start. Episode 94 of the world-famous Planet Mikey podcast. Yeah, now it is, yeah. Marching toward the huge, mega milestone of one million downloads we're not there yet <laughs> but we're all, we're getting closer you got to admit that's true and we thank you all for listening uh, wherever you might be uh, you listening on your in your on your device some people listen on their home computer oh, yeah. some people just sit outside the studio here and listen through the walls and those are the real strange ones <laughs> We're going to go out there and give them some refreshments in a short while. Uh, how you guys doing? All right? I'm good. How are you? No, here, no yeah. COVID to report? Not dead yet. Okay, you got nothing going on? No. Our, did our uh, security guards at the gate check your uh, temperature with the handheld? Got the temperature checked, and uh, I was told to take off my mask. Now, did they what's use the rectal the, uh, thermometer yeah, this I was time? just going to ask you, what's with the rectal thermometer? <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter of taste. How you guys doing? Everything all right? Oh, yeah. uh, did I already ask you that? Yeah. Yes, you right, did. Let me you ask did. you one more time. But don't lie to me this time. Right. How are you? Terrible. Okay, oh, good for you. <laughs> now, I got this from John Dennis. Oh, before I do that, let me thank our good friends uh, at My Grandma's Coffee Cake. Mm-hmm. Bob Cates, the president. Bob. Vic Otero. Yep, Vic. Kathleen, who's in charge of making sure our guests, when they come on the show, get their cakes sent to them. Steve Nelson's. By the way, Steve Nelson's getting a very special cake. They made up a Steve Nelson decorative tin they put his picture on the tin that the cake comes in really yeah so it's a tin you know container you, you've seen them with cookies in them they want to put the coffee cake in a steve nelson decorative tin and send it to him because they love the patriots down there my grandma's coffee cake that's great and it is the greatest coffee cake in the world call 1-800-8-GRANDMA or just go to their website it's easier mygrandma.com and then you pick out the flavor you want you guys are due for a cake what flavor would you guys want if i was to get you guys a cake oh, Blueberry. Blueberry. I love the blueberry. But you know what? The last one I had was a blueberry. So this time, I'm going to get, when I get my next cake from my grandma's, it's Mm going to be pineapple coconut. (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. That's just as good as the blueberry. And, of course, the cinnamon walnut is the one they're famous for. Mm -hmm. Rob Reiner uh, eats these cakes, you know. Meathead. But he has bigger problems than that. Yeah. Well, I think you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Sally Struthers has shut him off. He's all all upset. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I got this from John Dennis. Yes. Dino. 
our one of our favorite, and a guy who still, I think to this day, holds the record for the most downloads. His episode, what was he, last summer, a year ago? I don't know, when, when was it? Last summer, was it? It's like a year, almost a year and a half ago. Yeah, episode 30. Yeah, we got a million downloads with that because, you know, he he went out on a limb and st- well, he stayed in his mind. Yeah. You know. But John emailed me this. You ready? Yes. Would you like some music? I don't care. Sure. I, I, I love music. All right, yeah. stand by. Yeah, as long as it's not Latvian dance music. I'll give you this. Go ahead. Stand by. Urine test for free. This is a urine test. Go to a tree trunk and take a piss. If it attracts a lot of ants, you have high glucose. If it dries too fast, you have high sodium. If it smells like meat, you have high cholesterol. Did you forget to open your pants to pee? You have Alzheimer's. Did you have trouble aiming at the tree? Parkinson's. If you pee on your feet, prostate. You couldn't smell the pee? Definitely COVID. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wonder if, if John Dennis learned that by accident or he read it somewhere. Sounds like something you might have made up. I bet he created oh, no, He doesn't that. make up stuff. <laughs> he created that. He doesn't make up stuff. Yeah. He's talking about me and he's in a bad mood. <laughs> Which just happened once or twice. No, he's he, we're fine. John Dennis and I are fine. We I just we some... all know he just doesn't like cleaning up after you. That's it. Well, that was and you know what? That was a bit. You know, yeah. Did I leave a mess? Sure. Uh, Steve Diossi helped me leave that mess. By the way, <laughs> and his greasy fingerprints were all over the console. But I left a mess. There were scribbles and doodles and snot rags <laughs> oh, and. Man. But that wasn't even. The later things happened, and John Dennis, to, to his credit. You know, if you do something fucked up and you're, you're a man, you apologize for it. Yeah. And he did. So I said, okay. I totally washed the slate clean, and we, we're famously friends now. That's a good thing to hear. We, we both shop at the same price chopper. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, have you guys thought even for a second about how sucky it is to watch sports right now? I mean, it's better than not watching them. Mm, I stopped watching. Well, it really sucks watching the Red Sox. That's for damn sure. So that's not even. That's not watchable. You know, they're sending a guy. This is we record this on Tuesday night, uh, and uh, tonight they're sending a pitcher to the mound who has a lifetime ERA of fifteen. <laughs> now I've never even heard of that. Usually, you, you usually you get a fifteen ERA. The manager comes out to the mound to take you out of the game with your suitcases. You know what I mean? It's like. You're done, kid. Nice knowing you. But this kid is, uh, I can't think of his name. That's for good reason. He's out there pitching for the Red Sox tonight with a 15 ERA. Now, you all know, all the listeners and you and you, you're Ben, right? Yes. And you're Bill. Bill, yeah. You all know that Bill Lee could go out there right now and have lower a lower ERA than this guy that's pitching tonight for the Red Sox. Yeah, he'd probably have a 13 or 14. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. He would get more guys out. Somehow, I mean, he might not. He might not have a great ERA. Might have a six or a seven. And what he's seventy three. What do you suppose they're paying this guy? I don't know, but it's sad in a way. Because did you see the other day some freak got loose in the center field bleachers? <laughs> did you see that? He climbed into yes. Fenway. There's there's no crowd. I don't know what how he got. He's at the center field camera uh, station where the center field cameras are. He's doing push-ups, throwing things on the field, screaming at the top of his lungs. He's the only guy out there. <laughs> And they had to stop the game. The umpires had to stop the game for 10 minutes because one guy yelling 
disrupted the entire thing. Yeah, it was one of my old program directors, I oh, think. Oh, God, I tell you. <laughs> you know, I've, I've long had the dreams and desires of interrupting a game by being a drunken, crazy guy who runs on the field and then they can't catch you. You know the ones they can't catch? You're just really evasive, you know, darting around out there. You, and they're going to eventually get you. But if you can keep them going for like three to five minutes, then you've really entertained the crowd. The crowd goes wild. And the crowd always likes those things. The security guards hate it, of course, because then they have to run around, get sweaty. But when they finally catch them, that's the moment. All right. The best it, for all of you out there, YouTube it, Google it, whatever you need to do, Mike Curtis levels fan. Mike Curtis was a legendary linebacker for the Baltimore Colts back in like the <laughs> early 70s. And a fan runs on, and he's just running through, and all the players are just like watching him, whatever. Mike Curtis comes up and drills him. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely drills him. Wow. I think Chet Curtis did the same to Natalie. And Chris <laughs> Curtis did it to Lucy. Just completely leveled her. It was unbelievable. So running on the field and being a wise ass is something that I look forward to doing someday. Maybe when I'm really, so I can blame it on senility and so they'll treat me well, we're looking at the video. You know, the listeners can't see that. No, I know. I just wanted to show it to you for your benefit. Was that like the Mikey bucket list? Now, is that Lucy on the ground? <laughs> Jesus. That doesn't look like Chris. Oh, that's the football guy. <laughs> okay, so now about the Patriots. Let's just touch on that for a little bit, just for a second. Because, you know, we want to give this some redeeming social value, this podcast, right? That's right, yep. Hold on, I got Snapple. That's ah, a great, great bottle of Snapple. Can we get them as a sponsor yet? Wouldn't that be nice, huh? huh. A little vending machine where you just have to touch it and one comes out for free. <laughs> Put it right here in the studio with oh, us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because we go through a lot of Snapple. Maybe voice command. The Patriots came up one play short, really one yard short in that game, and it was a great game. That was a great football game between the Seattle uh, Seahawks and the New England Patriots. Absolutely. Wasn't it? Fantastic. Right? Throughout. It was just great, easy watching that game. And they're both good teams. And, you know, you got the Pete Carroll history, Belichick coming off the passing of, of his mom. Yeah. And and then you had the James White tragedy going on at the same time. Right. And these brutal. teams get out there and they duke it out and they get to the point where, okay, oh, we're going to lose this. Oh, no, Cam's here. <laughs> it ain't Brady, but guess what? He marches them down the field. All they needed was one more play. I thought he should have run wider to the left instead of – he cut back in inside the end. That killed me. But I got to tell you, I had a tremendous bet on that. I had a tremendous bets all weekend. And I had the Patriots, but I teased them up. I teased them up to plus 10, plus 11. Yeah. So I won the bet, even though, even though the Patriots lost the game, because I would have been doubly dipshit pissed. So you don't <laughs> care at all right now. You're like, yeah, they lost, but I won my money, but, so that's all I give a shit about. It was kind of like the World Series game with, this, with the Reds. When Pete Rose lost game six, when Bernie Carbo hit the three-run home run, tied it up at six, they go to extra innings, Fisk hits the foul pole, they win at seven to six at midnight, you know, in a 12.35 in the morning, and, ah, game six, game six. Pete Rose said to, uh, no, uh, Sparky Anderson, but Pete says, wasn't that a great game to Sparky Anderson? He goes, Pete. And we just lost game six and a tough – he goes, I'm not going to sleep tonight. And you're telling me that was a great game. And Pete says, we'll win tomorrow, but wasn't that a great game? Oh, man. <laughs> and that's Pete Rose talking, yeah. you know. Well, this game, the football game on, on Sunday night was, I thought, one of the best football games I've seen in a couple of years just based on what it was. and Because and, uh, Cam Newton was out there trying to prove himself. Mm-hmm. He was really good. And yep. he did a he great job. He was really good. Yeah, he really did. And, I was, uh, I was, and, and by the way, Julian Edelman had his biggest game ever. His most prolific uh, pass-receiving game in the history of Julian Edelman came not with Brady, 
but with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. So, and the fact that Cam can actually take the ball and run somewhere is something we're just not used to, you know, after 20 years of Brady, because he couldn't. You know, he was like yeah. a, an injured Seven horse. years of Bledsoe before that. Yeah, right, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, he, the Statue of Liberty play was his favorite play because he liked standing there. <laughs> you know? um, so that was a good game. And the Celtics, we've got to touch on the Celtics, too, because they, they looked like, <clears throat> well, here's what happened. The refs took game one. Turnovers took game two from them. When they yep. just couldn't do anything to pass the ball to their teammates, all of a sudden, poof, you're down two games to none. They came back from that. They impressed me in game three, and as we speak, tomorrow night is Wednesday, game four. I still have confidence they can come back and win this series. Even I though, think they win the series. Yeah, I hope so, because uh, I've got $4,000. <laughs> and I love the Celtics. So, there. Have we done our sports thing now? Yeah. Now let's turn to the weather with meteorologist Dick Pickle. Dick? That's what we used to do. Was it? That was called a tease. You know, you get a... Oh, can I tell you something really funny that happened to me on Channel 3? Yes. Yes, please. You it can. was my first... I mean, I'm sorry. What, what year was this? <laughs> it's like 85 or 6. How old were you? I was like 30-something. Yeah. 31 or 2 or something. Okay. So, it's my fir- first night anchoring. We had this weather guy who, God love him, Hilton Catterley. He was like a complete, you know, he was one of these guys, well, you know, going to get some gully whompers tonight out there in the <laughs> valley. <laughs> this is how he talked. He was from Texas. And everybody loved him because he was a really sweet guy. But Hilton Catterley was my first night on the air doing sports. And he might have seen me around when I was like a producer there or whatever, but he didn't really know who I was or my name or anything. And that's okay. I get dressed up. It's my first night anchoring. Suit and a tie. Suit and a tie. I'm doing the sports. He's going to do the weather. Then we had two anchor people. So they had this thing they did before the news. They'd say, Eyewitness News is next. And Don Lark would be on camera. And he'd say, Yeah, the Hartford Bureau of such and such determines it. Then he'd say, Denise, and they'd throw to Denise Senzo with a full face shot. And she'd say, And in New Britain tonight, an accident. And then they'd say, Hilton. And Hilton would go, Oh, we got some weather changes coming our way. Then they go, and then he'd say, he's supposed to go, Mike, and I'm supposed to go. And in sports, the blah, blah, blah. And then Eyewitness News is next. So they go all the way to Hilton, and Hilton, it's his turn to toss to me. This is live TV. He looks at he looks at me. He goes, he's, I'm thinking to himself, I don't know who this guy is. So he was just totally silent. And then, so then they show me, you know, now I'm like, the, Hilton just didn't know my name. <laughs> I go, it's me, Mike. Thanks, Hilton. <laughs> you know, I had to get out of it somehow. But it was like he froze because he's thinking, I've got to do a toss here, and I don't know who I'm tossing it to. Mr. Fuckface over here. Anyway, Hilton was great. He's the one that got blown. If you can Google Hilton. What? Cat, he got blown off the mountain oh. at uh, – <laughs> no, seriously. Where? <laughs> Mount Washington. He went up to do a weather report, and the wind blew him off the side of the mountain. Oh, we've seen you've showed us yes, this before. Yes, that's Hilton Catterley. Yeah, he goes up here. It's windy, and it's blowing. All of a sudden, he goes whoa, and it blows him away. He's down the hill. Uh, anyway, so what was I talking about? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. I'm just in such a good mood here. All right, FarmersOnly.com. Yes. I've joined it. Yeah. Yeah. Farmers only. Yeah, it's a it's a dating site. Yeah. For farmers only. No. Oh. So I joined it. I figure farming is a good way to <laughs> meet some hoes. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. That's a long way to go. I'm, <laughs> that was a long I, way to what go. What I did was I pretended no, this is I'm just getting to the meat of the story here. Okay. I joined it for farmersonly.com, but as a woman, because I want to see what these 
idiot farmers with no teeth and overalls and what they look like. Yeah. So you I, went. You I, it was a funny story. You're undercover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I put my name as Rosemary. Yeah. <laughs> from Trenton, New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to just see what I get. I, because, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to. I'm not the type of guy who would date a guy. But I would like to see what they what they're up to and how they're going to uh, win this thing. Okay. So I looked at this one story. <laughs> this lady wrote this story, and this is what kind of got me going. This uh, she uh, farmersonly.com bo- boasts the tagline on their website: "City folks just don't get it." <laughs> and by it, she's writing. I mean a farmer's appeal. A friend told me about the dating site as a joke. I thought it sounded hilarious, but I was also intrigued. This is a woman writing this article. One of the many types of men I've always thought would make a great match for me is a nice southern boy, the kind who looks hot in a plaid shirt, plays guitar, and loves his mama more than sweet tea. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) You know, I can see him now, she says. Dirty blonde hair gleaming in the sunshine, out in a field chewing on a piece of wheat. Why is he chewing wheat? I don't know. But I like it. There's something manly and authoritative about a guy saying, fuck it, I don't need bread, I eat straw. (laughs) (laughs) It's a meal and it's a toothpick all in one. (laughs) Anyway, so she combs through this thing and she meets this guy with a a super handsome face and a lumberjack level beard and a blonde mullet. (laughs) And she got hooked up with a guy, I guess, because... uh, in his About Me section, he stated, I'm the type of man that wants to know you before dating you. <laughs> and, and what kind of woman do I want to spend my time with? One who knows what she wants and who has the confidence to go about it in a moderate way. <laughs> Whatever that means. A gentleman. She says, I'm sorry, but you had me at I want to know you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm going to do that experiment. I'm going to see what happens. All and right. I'm Rosemary, and i got to find a picture of uh, some kind of curvaceous but believable. What's your uh, bio going to say? Uh, I want to make that up as we go along. Yeah, we're going to just. Oh, you haven't even thought no, about no, it yet? No, I haven't. I got, this is not <clears throat> something I'm going to just go. Cr- I want to have this thing turn out really good. And then you'll tell us about your adventure. Of course. Okay. I tell you guys pretty much everything that happens in my life. Yeah, yeah. That's why these podcasts are only 30 minutes long <laughs> uh, most of the time. All right. So now I just want to tell you quickly before we get to the news uh, about the dispensary, the, oh. the love of my life, the Resonate Dispensary at 10, no, 1191. I know right where it is. I don't need the address. 1191 Milbury Street in Worcester. Now, that's southern Worcester. For those of you not interested in going up 290 and going downtown, you don't have to. Get off of Route 20. It's right there. This place has the best quality cannabis. Now, people who are cannabis connoisseurs, or cannoisseurs, as I call them. (laughs) I am one, too, by the way. They know all about the difference between average product and great product that has been nurtured from seed to weed by people who care about those plants like they're their little babies. If you go to their growing facility, they have people who are babying these plants and watching them grow from little teeny weenies to big tall paws with giant, great, beautiful flowering buds. I mean, they have some... I can't, This blue dream is coming up. Lemon ice, affy taffy, tangerine dream, lava cake, doesn't matter. Sativa, indica, uh, tincture... 
edibles, vape pens, for medical or for just recreational. Where's the music? Oh, there it is. <laughs> we got you covered at Resonate in Worcester. And go to their their website, which is iResonate.com, and check out their menu. If you're a medical uh, patient, that's great. If you're a recreational person coming from, they've got people coming in from everywhere, Rhode Island, Connecticut, to go to this tremendous dispensary where you tell them Mikey Adams re- highly recommended them, and they'll understand completely because they see me every other day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's every two, three, four days. I guess. Uh, resonate, iResonate.com, Resonate in Worcester, one of our proud sponsors, along with my grandma's coffee cake. Who else do we have? Dr. Robert Leonard? Who's that uh, proctologist you have, Smitty? Oh, that guy. He's not number one, but he's right up there. I've forgotten his so name. I'm doing the Bob Lobel podca- podcast the other day. Yeah. Bill Lee is the guest. And Bill's funny. You know, you got the. God, he's on, he's on there from Vermont. He went to. Uh, the local uh, store. They have a storefront that in Main Street in Crassberry, Vermont. It's the only place that's Wi-Fi in the entire town. So he had to go there to do the, pod- the podcast with me and Lobel and company. And the first thing he says is, how about Dr. Arthur Pappas? Who's, who's the Red Sox doctor? Arthur Pappas? He says, he goes, well, the Red Sox in the 70s, he goes, well, the, the doctor was a proctologist. He says he's surrounded by assholes. That's how he starts the podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. You can always count on Spaceman. To, you know, he's totally unfiltered guy all the time. He can't <laughs> help himself. That's what's beautiful about it. The words come out as the thoughts are processing, so he can't control them. There's no trap. You know? Uh, I think it's time for <clears throat> the new series asking me questions. Uh, the The news. With Ned Furbush. Ned. Good evening, everybody. I'm Ned Furbush. I can't do it with a straight face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ned Bushwhacker. All right, former mayor uh, of New York, Michael Bloomberg, has uh, helped pay the outstanding fines and fees of 32,000 convicted felons in Florida. Why? So they could vote. What if they vote Trump? It doesn't matter. The idea is you say you're going to put up all this money to pay the fines and fees so a guy who's a felon can vote. Do you want felons voting? Well, I saw a tweet today from someone that said he's going to be voting for the first time in his life because he never thought he'd be able to because he's a felon. Mike Tyson. Oh, there you go. Did Mike Tyson really say that? Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to go vote. I'm going to vote for Robin Givens. <laughs> Then I'm going to stomp on her testicles because I'm Mike Tyson. I completed my sentence. That was, that was, by the way, that was the very first sentence I ever completed. And you know, Mike Tyson's going to hear this, and he's going to track Mikey down. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch. So, yeah, let's let felons out of jail so they can vote. Oh, boy. Hey, uh, it's been o- I didn't know newsmen had opinions like this, you know. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ed- I'm supposed to maintain. You're right. I, I'm going to go back to neutrality on all these issues. Come on, man. It's been over a decade, but the rare case of a woman growing hair out of her mouth <laughs> is still fascinating experts. It began when a 19-year-old Italian woman met doctors at the University of Campania, Luigi Vanadvelli. She was desperate for answers. Her diagnosis was gingival, gingival hirsutism. An extremely rare condition. 
Their findings, published in the Journal of Oral Surgery and Oral Pathology, chronicle the woman's strange and recurring symptoms. She first sought the help for the condition in 09 when eyelash-like hairs kept growing from the gums behind her upper front teeth. Oh, oh there you go. Think about that. It's called PCOS, which results from a sex hormone imbalance. Oh. can cause excessive hair growth. She was given birth control pills to regulate her hormone levels and underwent oral surgery to remove the gum hairs. So oh, God, don't ever <laughs> look on. at a picture of it. There it is. Oh. Ah! Oh, Take the do picture down. I will oh, vomit right God. here. <laughs> she needed to uh, visit so, Dr. Leonard, maybe. It's worked. Well, you know, he <laughs> might want to know about this. <laughs> I, know. I mean, if it'll grow it on your gums, it's surely grow it on your ball spot and everything. So this seemed to have worked her, her therapy at first, but there was no recurring hair growth for several years. But in 2015, the gum hair returned. Mm -mm -mm. And it was braided. And it had spread to her chin and neck oh. as well. Oh. <laughs> ah! Just join the circus. It's like she, she implanted size Sperling. You're the bearded lady. There you go. Okay, here's another story for you. <clears throat> Is this story number three? Can't get over that image. It's no secret divorce can get ugly, but sometimes they even veer into the ridiculous. <laughs> As is the case of a Kansas man who, is, who is, has asked a court in Iowa to approve a trial by combat against his ex-wife oh. <laughs> using, using Japanese swords. <laughs> According to USA Today, the samurai wannabe is 40-year-old David Ostrom, who told the court that his ex-wife, Bridget, had destroyed him legally. Oh. Thus, it only made sense that they settle their custody battle using a tradition from a culture he most certainly knows nothing about. The sword battle, Ostrom said, would allow him to duke it out with his ex or her attorney on the field of battle where he will rend their souls from their corporal bodies. Uh, to, to accommodate the duel, Ostrom asked that the Iowa District Court allow him 12 weeks of lead time to either make or find some samurai swords, preferably a katana or wakazashi. <laughs> we should get that guy on as a guest. Wouldn't he be something? Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I mean, if you really want to, if you want to, if you want finality in your divorce, <clears throat> I, I think a, uh, a sword duel would, uh, yeah. Certainly end that divorce quickly. Different. You would want some lead time to train, though. Yeah. A, it's a story from Co Colombo. Uh, a, a, <laughs> a cat detained at Sri Lanka's main prison while allegedly trying to smuggle drugs and cell phone SIM cards has escaped. Mm. A cat? Kitty cat. Yeah. Yeah. The feline was detected by jail intelligence officials Saturday at the high-security Welikata prison. He said nearly two grams of heroin, two SIM cards, and a memory chip were found in a small plastic bag tied around the cat's neck. It escaped on Sunday, the cat did, from a prison room. <laughs> this is a, this is a oh, cat I'd like to course, meet. Yeah. There was no immediate comment from What's the name of the cat? prison authorities. They don't even know. The, he didn't give his real name. Oh. <laughs> There's an update to this story. <laughs> Which one? After the cat was initially caught, it escaped through a fence and hasn't been seen since. Well, that's what I just said. He escaped. Do you get, who gives a shit about the fence? And did I ask you Adding for an update? context. <laughs> context. You didn't tell us anything we didn't already know, though. You didn't ben. know it escaped through a fence. Well, I would, I, well, you think it flew out of there on, a, on some kind of hovercraft? It happens. Malaysia. A, Mal <laughs> a Malaysia resident whose phone temporarily went missing said the device turned up in his yard loaded with new photos... Yeah. 
including some selfies snapped by a monkey. <laughs> the man's name was Zachrij Rodzi. Yep. Zachrij Rodzi said he believes a monkey came into his house when he was asleep, took his phone, <laughs> took his phone outside where the primate apparently played with the device and inadvertently snapped some selfie photos and videos. The one video appears to show the monkey attempting to put the phone in his mouth. Did it something you might see once in a century? Rodzi tweeted. According to uh, reports, there were no pictures of Mutt trying to have sex with this monkey. <laughs> Red-tailed hawk stuck in the grill of a car in Massachusetts is alive after being rescued from the front grill by Animal Rescue. Whoa. The man drove for an hour and a half with a... Jeez, this is a sad, sick story. How do you drive an hour and a half with a red-tailed hawk in your grill and not stop and inspect it and check it out? Don't you know they're endangered? Hey, you're a newsman. Stick to the uh, story, will you? For crying out loud, you're not supposed to editorialize. I'm just sick about oh, this. I can't even talk about it. For years, it was an urban myth. This story datelined Verviers in some other country. Belgium, I think. For years, it was just an urban myth. Then the diggers moved in. They found it was true that the heart of a former mayor of the eastern Belgian city of Verviers really was buried under a fountain. His heart. I left my heart in Verviers, Belgium. Under a fountain. <laughs> the small metal box containing Pierre David's heart in an ethanol-filled jar was uncovered during renovation work on the city's ornate fountain last month. I guess he had requested in the 1850s to be buried under the fountain. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you is why. Was this murder or? No, he wanted to be buried there. So it's, a, it's got a happy ending. I guess he's where he wants to be. The heart is in the ethanol-filled container, and right next to it is Dilly Savalas's dick in a five-quart pickle jar. A 20-year-old supermarket supermarket staff employee in Vermont fired from his job after stripping. After stripping. (laughs) Can I get get the readers, please? Do you want me to read this for you? No, I got the readers right here. I I put them on. I don't like to. Mike dons his glasses. When they take pictures of me, I like to be, you know. Oh, here we go. A 20-year-old supermarket staff employee in Vermont was fired from his job after stopping a man who tried to steal an elderly woman's purse, WCAX reported. WCAX is a TV station in Vermont. They call it the Big Cacks. <laughs> the Hannaford grocery store employer, employee, Amir Shediak, told local news during a shift in August he was told that a man, later identified by police as 29-year-old Adrian Moore, had snatched a woman's purse. I, he goes, let me see, Amir Shadiak, where's he from? What does it sound like? Is he Egyptian? Don't know. Okay, I'll pretend I'm Amir Shadiak for his quote. Okay. I look to my right, and I see a gentleman running across parking lot. He had the purse in his hand, Shedyak told WCAX. I was unable to stop him, but I, I did grab the purse back, and, and then I got fired. They fired me for this. They fired me for this. I think I'm doing what's right, don't you think? God damn this grocery store. I'm trying to do a job here. I saved the lady's purse, and fuck them. They fired me, bastards. That's quite the quote. No, I, I shouldn't have read the whole quote. Right. <laughs> Dateline Dong Hoa, Vietnam, where, where the only person in this room who's been to Vietnam is Bill Smith. Yep, thank you. While Cor- Cor- <laughs> I can't talk. 
You okay, Mikey? While we, coronavirus we to... lockdowns caused many men across the world to grow their hair longer than usual, mm. none compare with Vietnam's Nguyen Van Chin, who has almost gone 80 years without a trim. Hmm. He's 92. He's from southern Mekong Delta region. He's the proud owner of five-meter-long dreadlocks. Five meters. That's like 17 feet of hair. He's been growing it since he was 12. 80 years. He believes if I cut my hair, I will die. I dare not to change anything. He's, he belongs to a religious cult that worships hair. Wow. He should meet that girl with hair in her teeth. Oh. They would get along. <laughs> They would get along famously. You're so beautiful. And it's near a near obsolete faith known as Dua, the coconut religion, named after its founder, who claimed he survived only on coconuts. Dua is banned in Vietnam, categorized as a false belief, but tell this guy with the five meter hair. He looks like he's got a dead rotting python growing out of his head. Did you find him? I did. We're looking at him right now. Oh, look at that. He's got a son that helps him tend to his locks and his bagels. Uh, Okay, so let's see. Uh, I did this story, didn't I? I did this one. I did. did, Have I done all of them? Oh wait. Oh, I got to tell you about the necrophiliac rapist. (laughs) Thanks. Got to tell us. Don't you want to know now, in case in case you're in danger? Yes. Well, I'm still alive, so I'm not in danger. A Texas wannabe cannibal from Joaquin, Texas, who plotted to kill, rape, and devour a teenage girl was with what he didn't realize was an undercover cop. He's oh. been sentenced to eat prison food instead of eating the teenage girl for the next four decades. <laughs> Forty years in prison for Alexander Barter. He pleaded guilty to attempted coercion and enticement of a minor. The Texas man whose cannibalistic urges led him to want to eat the 13-year-old girl was also convicted of distribution of child pornography. He'll be in there for 480 months, minimum, and then after that, if he does get out, a lifetime of complete, uh, what do you call it? They're Monitoring? Gonna, yes. Parole? Yes. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Or probation? A lifetime. He, he put this on, a, on, a, uh, on, the, on the dark underbelly of the Internet, this quote. I'd like to try necrophilia and cannibalism and see how it feels to take a life. The aspiring cannibal from Texas wrote, if you'd be willing to let me kill you and are in the U.S., preferably in the South, and can travel by car, <laughs> contact me. So they had him all set up with this cop who was pretending he's the father of a 13-year-old daughter, and they busted the guy. And he's, uh, they, when, they, when he came to the meeting, he showed up with a knife and a garbage bag. Oh. And that's it. Well, thanks for bringing us down. Jeez. No, but that's Look. all he had. And they got him. That's a happy ending. He's, they got him. He's in jail. Oh, boy. Wow, God, that, that Bill, do you feel better me... or worse after hearing that? I know it's I can't unhear it. Aren't you a little bit hungry? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Um, so that's the news. Ugh, uh, I'm hair Ned Furbush. Are you flossing or is that? Uh... <laughs> Did you get? You ever have stitches in your mouth? Oh yeah, it's that's a terrible oh. thing. You, know, you keep licking at them and everything. You know. <laughs> uh, seriously, that's like unbelievable. Mm. When I had that homing device, uh, the uh, GPS device put in my mouth. Yes. So my relatives could find me if I ever got, you know, uh, for the whole time, the first month, I was just like licking at it because it's like, a, oh, wow, it's so weird, man. Especially in these uncertain times. So like the chips we put in our dogs now, so if you wander off, they can 
Yes. Same yeah. thing. They can figure out which yeah. woods you wandered into. That's a little bit cruel. I should have. Uh, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but where I should have put a homing device. All right. So now, uh, how long have we gone? Because I have a I have a contractual limit. I can't do more than 32 minutes. We've already done 35. All right, then we got to wrap it up. See, I tell people the reason these podcasts are listenable is because they're not that long. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing to say or a bad thing to say. But we always try to finish, finish on a musical note. So we're going to bring back one more time, by popular demand, our favorite duo, uh, Joe and Jerry. And they're going to do a, an oldie but a goodie. Right, guys? Yeah. Wait, no, hold on. <laughs> oh, not that's you. That's right, Mike. Let's start this thing. You ready? I'm all set over here. <clears throat> you just clear my throat. <clears> throat> Hold on. Ben's going to start the tune here. Hello, baby. Yeah. This is the Big Bopper speaking. Not John John, huh? Troop. Oh, you sweet thing. Do I what? Will I what? Oh, baby. You know what I like. Joe? Chantelly lace, a pretty face, a ponytail, hanging down, wiggle in her walk, a wiggle in her talk, makes the world go round. There ain't nothing in the world like a big ass girl to make me act so funny, make me spend my money, make me feel real loose like a long neck goose, like a, oh baby, that's what I like. What's that, baby? But, but, Put my finger in your belly button? Oh, what do you mean that's not your belly button? That's not my finger either. Oh, baby, you know what I like. Chantilly lace, a pretty face, a ponytail, hanging down, a wiggle in her walk and a giggle in her talk. Whoa! Makes the world go round, round, round. There ain't nothing in the world like a fat-ass girl to make me act so funny. Spend my money, make me feel real loose. Like a long-necked goose. Like a, oh, baby, that's what I like. What's that, honey? Pick you up at eight. Cram it. I gotta go get some condoms first. (laughs) I ain't got no money, honey. How about I got this right over here? Got your money right here, baby. I know what you like. Chantilly lace. <laughs> pretty face. That fucking ponytail still hanging down. A wiggle in her walk and giggle in her tuck. Jesus Christ, I wish she'd leave and leave me alone. There's nothing in the world like a big-ass girl to make me act so funny, make me spit. I'm getting tired of this, Jerry. All right, Joe, take the rest of the night off. That's what I like. Mm-hmm.